like the wooden spoon into the blender and realized oh, like, no. oh, there goes the tip. <laughs> That's Pete laughing. Yeah, I, I was like, oops. And I thought, oh, you know, what's a little more roughage? Hi, and welcome to The Compassionate Achiever. I'm Tracy Day. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Chris. Oh, this is How holiday season starting already, right? We got Macy's Thanksgiving parade coming up. We've I'm got... so excited. Oh, man. It's I crazy. I love this time of year. But you know what? I like it if the leaves didn't fall down off of the trees. I would like it so much better because then I don't have to go in the yard and figure rake out them. how. Well, <laughs> one way is to rake them. There's a bunch of different Blow ways. Them, like, yes, or chop them up, or right there's something. compassionately, of course. Yes. Um, that, but it's that extra level of yard work that mm. gets added onto it. That you know. But do you like seasons though? I do. I, I love the seasons. Yeah. I like the change. Of, see me too. See, I'm thinking though, why? You know, why couldn't the leaves after they change colors just like dissolve? Why do they have to fall down <laughs> okay. and then create? That's a whole nother show, Chris. <laughs> that, I really have no answer for that. But, well, but there is wanted... a way to, to not have them fall. They're called deciduous trees that like... You could live in Florida and they no. don't fall, but that's not no. fun, right? And, and There's Florida, no seasons. In Florida, look what's happening to Florida. Oh, they have more hurricanes. They have, yeah. I mean, and there are parts of Florida that literally are going underwater, so they don't have to worry about leaves. Yeah. They got to worry about what fish are, are swimming right. by them. I, I'm pretty worried about. In the scheme of things, uh, yeah, leaves yeah. are <laughs> really minor, and you could just wait and let them just mold and turn into mulch. I could. I, you I think, could. Well, well, I think what I'm going to do is actually lawn mow them. I'm going to chop them up. Oh, there you go. I'm going to see how that goes. I've never done that before. So <laughs> There you go. So is that what you're doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Ellie's yes. cooking and you're, you're chopping leaves. She's chopping celery and uh, you're chopping leaves. Well, she also loves a, a fire in the fireplace, so I do have to chop some wood, too. Oh, there you go. So I, I have to yeah. get, get on that. Um, but I could do that because everything with the back and so now with everything, all the staples removed, I can now do everything. Oh, that's I couldn't good. do it before. I usually have everything squared away. And now right now, and now you're just going to put staples in your back just like, <laughs> like with a, Every a, a dust season. stapler. Can't. You're going to just like, oh, no, sorry, sorry. no, can't do. Shoveling? Can't yeah. do it. <laughs> exactly. She's going to be like, no, we're actually having family. Her family is coming over because we, unfortunately, we lost her uncle, um, Uncle Jimmy. Oh, and, you know, sorry. my youngest has been in and out of Children's Hospital. So we're actually going to have people over at our house. And, you know, um, we usually have international students from the university. We invite them nice. every year. But with Ellie's uncle and Cole, we had to actually, unfortunately, cancel that this, this Thanksgiving. So we'll pick that back up Um to introduce Thanksgiving to the international students. We do it every year, um, but it was just too much for Ellie. She didn't ask to do that. I just wanted to take something off her plate. So she A little didn't pressure feel, off. Yeah, it's just, so it's just, you know, her family and, and you know, get, getting around together. So that that's cool. How about you? What, nice. what are you up to? Well, we, are, we have the fewest people we have ever had. Um, all of our kids are here, there, and everywhere with their other sigos or significant others, um, which is great. Sigos, sigos, okay. significant others. All right, all yeah, right, all right. because a couple of them are married, but they're all living with somebody, and you know, they're and they're great. I love the people that they are, their partners or whatever you want to call them, significant others. That whole I like sigos, sigos, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, but they all have to go to those other families. So, and I would prefer to have them on Christmas Eve. That's gotcha. my big thing. Okay. So we have, you know, like 35 people on Christmas Eve. Um, but <laughs> but this one's going to be small. And then we're going to go. Wait, wait, with, wait, what's small to you? <laughs> I know, I know. Normally, no, we're, we're literally only having like seven people, I think. But we're going to go to um scott's families on saturday okay so it's kind of we're combining it all right so and it's it, good well and you know what around our holiday table right this is i, I was i think pete was calling this the holiday special right <laughs> yes. um so i we'd like to bring in to our table right for the holiday uh, special here is our engineer our crazy madman behind the mics um uh, pete pete what are you doing for uh the holidays here thanksgiving coming up 
Uh, I'm doing the what has become normal for me, which is the both families two days in a row. Whoa. Oh, there you Did go. That. So running back and forth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yeah. our. And that's tough. And that's what it's we're going to talk it's nice, about, yeah. right? It is nice, and you're close enough that you can do that, right? Yeah, we're about a half hour. Oh, oh that's, that's easy. That's, that part of it is very easy. Yeah, oh, yeah. but that's... it's coordinating times, and I have three sisters, and my wife is one of four, and oh, so it's trying to make sure that everybody's. Yeah, there so you're so meeting at like midnight. At and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one wants to eat at three, and the other wants to eat at three thirty. So, <laughs> oh, do you do like one one you eat the meal, and the other you eat the dessert at, or? We end up um, kind of eating and running from my parents' house <laughs> to and then getting running. there just in time to eat wow, at her parents' Pete. house. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people, Pete, try and do that. Do you find that that works? I mean, you obviously make it work, but if you had your choice, would you rather trade off or would you rather try and make it all in one, you know, work in one day? Yeah, I mean, I think stress-wise, trading off would be nice, but neither of us ever wants to miss one mm-hmm. or the other. And for years, my wife worked holidays. She worked in the emergency room, so mm. oh. she had enough of missing. Yeah, you know. So now we're we're at a point where we're just trying to do whatever we can to. Well, plus you have the baby. Yeah, and oh. everybody wants the baby. Yeah, that's yeah, no well, offense, that's but probably more than they want. To do. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> that's like catnip for grandparents. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've threatened all my children that they have compassionately to though, right? Compassionately, yes, okay. You know, Fiercely. you will bring that baby back here. <laughs> yeah, just that compassionately. <laughs> but you know, I think that holidays are a stressful time for people. Just you know, their case in point because you're trying to rush around and you're trying to make everybody happy, and that's hard to do. You can't. You can't always do that. You can't. You know. Right. And we're we're trying to find uh, parts of the meal that you can make ahead of time, mm-hmm. right? And get that squared away. Because, you know, you met Ellie. She's, you know, and I admit, I married above me. I do. I admit it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't have to go She's there. She's adorable. And, but. but she tries to make everything go so well, right? And, and it's like traveling. I'm sorry. I think holiday preparation is like traveling. You have a plan. Mm-hmm. But the plan never goes the way you think it's going to go, especially go when you right travel. out the door. Right. And so yeah. it's like even when you're staying home, take it like a travel that, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that you plan that are just not going to go the way. And you, that's OK. It is. And I think we, we've got to you know roll with that better as a society that right. it doesn't actually always go the way you think it goes. I think it's sometimes a lot of times actually it goes better in ways when you look back at it than what you had actually If you can planned. just, and if, like you said, just let it go, let it unfold. You, you do sort of have to have a plan. Yeah, you do. I a think little so. bit. I think so. You have to have some sort of a map to, yeah, you know, some follow. Goal. Yes. But I think that if we could all, and we're, we're going to get into this more I, I, about that article that you <laughs> have, um, you know, families can be tough personalities and everybody wants to do it the way they do it and have always done it and and that's hard to blend things especially when you bring you know new people into your family like all these other sigos i remember the first year that i did thanksgiving on my own uh down in dc and we had like 14 people all really pretty much the first time out of college so they had always gone back to their parents so we called it the orphan dinner you know and everybody <laughs> wanted to do it just like their mother did it. Oh boy. Yeah. And, and it was tough. And, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, we just had enough cocktails that everybody just kind of <laughs> gave up on that process, especially when I was making the special cranberry and put like the wooden spoon into the blender and realized oh, like, no. oh, there goes the tip. <laughs> That's Pete laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oops. And I thought, oh, you know, what's a little more roughage? <laughs> roughage? Those are called splinters. Yeah, pretty they much. these slowly, guys. <laughs> Yeah, we are. <laughs> We're going to try and bring it back up, but I can't guarantee it. <laughs> but everybody had a great time, but it was really hard because I think people get things in their head of the way it should be. Yeah. And and that's just like what you said, not always the case. Yeah, and I think we, we, we get locked into that, right? We get into that 
that one lane. And there's this whole other part of the road that you're that you, know, you have be, access to and you can go yeah. down and, and enjoy. But we, we get so fixated, we think it has to be one way. And I think we, for, we do forget about the journey, the trip, the, 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 the being there. And I think we don't listen well enough to each other. Right? And right. it's one of the first, that is the first step in compassion is to listen, is really to listen to understand what, what the heck is going on. And I think you can, once you have an idea and you have a clear understanding of what the other person's doing, I think a lot of times, and this is where, you know, you and I are both excited to have Pete come in on, on this <laughs> show, is that I think it also opens up new ways of seeing things. Right? Yes. And, you know, when Pete was talking just about how he was bouncing between houses, I remember doing that the first, oh. you know, Few I years. think we all did that, right? <clears throat> and it's if it you're anywhere remotely that you can do that. Yeah, because you know you don't want to you don't want to disappoint the people you're with, but you also don't want to disappoint the people you're going to, right? So mm-hmm. you got to balance it, and, and everyone has their own, you know, their past going uh, at the same time. And I think we just gotta literally just when we see each other, just hug each other and just mm-hmm. you know, just and try and incorporate other people's traditions. Yes. I mean, it's not that. You know, my traditions are better than yours, um, but you just have to try and incorporate them and say, you know, we can't do them all. Right. But so some are going to have to go by the wayside or you try and do it, you know, trade off like this one year you do it this way and the other year you do it that way or but try and find some compromise in it. So, you know, what's funny when you bring that up, I, I the first word that came to mind about bringing in new traditions, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut (laughs) on Thanksgiving? Your face just turned. Or or Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's beer sauerkraut. My my grandmother always had sauerkraut with turkey. And my my wife, we were dating at the time, so we brought her, you know, it was getting serious. I gave her my high school ring, (laughs) right? So I brought it to grandma's house. Mm-hmm. She's the, the big first test. and only girl I ever brought to grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Right? It was it was a big deal. So my grandmother and I was definitely my grandmother's sunny boy. There was no doubt about it. <laughs> so Ellie was going to be under the microscope because nobody could be good enough for you know right. my grandmother's sunny boy. And I knew Ellie was going to go through the ringer. Um, <laughs> but she looked at the sauerkraut and she looked at me like, "What is this? So like you have it with hot dogs, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you have it at bratwurst, not <laughs> right. turkey." But, and Ellie loved it the first day. She's like, oh my gosh, why didn't we have sauerkraut with turkey more? And she makes an Estonian sauerkraut now. Oh, see? So she incorporated that. She does. That's good. And you have to do that, I think, to, you know, make people feel welcome and and be accepting of other people's traditions. So uh, speaking of traditions, I just read about this one that I'm going to try and implement um, maybe not on Thanksgiving because there's not that many of us. Well, I'll try it then. But yeah, maybe safer, even right? Yeah, Seven, right? right. Oh, super easy. Um, but I read about it, and it's a Native American tradition called the Blessing Cup. I'm sure I'm going to slaughter all this, but anyway, this is... <laughs> I don't <laughs> have the article. Cup. The Blessing Cup, okay. which I found really fascinating. So I think the traditional one is made out of clay, probably a certain kind of clay, but it's all about the earth and whatever. And they um, use generally water, but you could use anything. And you pass it around and you say what you are feeling um, your blessings are and what you would like to bless on someone else. And you just keep going around the table and you take a drink of the water and then they go outside and then dump the rest of the water onto the earth that it goes back to the earth. And I just thought, you know, we, we kind of do that at the table. We go around the table and say what we're thankful for. But I loved the second part of that. Blessing somebody else. Yes. a, A blessing that you would like bestowed on them. Um, or, you know, whomever, they don't have to be there or whatever. But I thought that was a really good one to really kind of make you think, you know, I think sometimes we all just hurry through life and, and don't stop and really say, I am so blessed for these reasons. And you can always find a blessing in something. Without a doubt. You know? And I like I mean, that, stepping outside yourself. Right? Because right? sometimes the gratitude is still within yourself. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And I like that, right? Where you're stepping out and you say, hey, I wish, you know, I wish everything in the world to Tracy. 
right? That and I wish that she has all right her dreams come true. Right back at you. Right. That that's really cool because it's it's it is a step. It, you you're having to go to somebody else. Yes. Right? And I I wish that I give the blessing that Pete has a very fast car with no cops <laughs> right in between the houses that he has safe. to get to. He's got yes. the baby in and the, the car. And the baby in the car. Yeah, right? That safe. gets him there safe. Yeah, and, no. and that's really cool. Yeah, that's, isn't that a good one? Yeah. So I'm going to try and incorporate that one. We, we do something kind of like that, but it's really not. It, it, we have our boys, you know, wishes not just for themselves, but wishes for the world. Mm-hmm. And we have them write it on a piece of paper in, at New Year's. And we have a fire outside. And we then throw those wishes so they go up. So that's the, kind of the same thing. Yes. The whole water thing, going back to earth, yeah. fire, or you yeah. know what I mean? I love okay. that. But so, you do it on New Year's. Yeah, we do that on New Year's. That's we, a good we, one. We picked that up in Estonia when we were living in Estonia. That was a really cool one. So I like this blessing cup idea yeah. a lot. What about, and I think the um, Spanish, we were in Spain one year for New Year's, and they have a whole thing. Again, I'm probably going to slaughter it. So if anyone would like to correct me on this that is listening to this, we would love to have you tweet right back at us at the Compassionate Achiever podcast. You can find us. And or if you have questions or thoughts of how I've totally screwed this up, <laughs> um, you can also reach us at the Compassionate Achiever podcast.com. Compassionate Achiever.com. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And no, the. I always right. write CompassionateAchiever.com. Yes. So please tell us your thoughts, tell us your questions, and please tell me how I can fix this. <laughs> and we'll, we'll bring that on air. We will. What, whatever you, yeah. you, you, you know, you sent to us, as long as it's ethical and moral <laughs> right. and illegal. We'll, yeah. we'll Don't put, put any bad head. words in there because we'll have to censor it. But You know, we can make up our own bad words then. Like yeah. I, I have my own personal one because I, I don't swear in class. It's bull honky. Bull honky? Yep, bull honky. Uh-huh. That's, there you go. That's someone I ever have a urge to do. There you go. And the class laughs at me. It's <laughs> <As laughs> okay. They <laughs> yes. Pete's like, yes, they do. <laughs> My girlfriend has um cheese and crackers. She's like cheese and oh, crackers. Cheese and crackers. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's her. Okay. Yeah. Very, very clean version. So anyway, back to the grapes. Um so I think it's I think it's a Spanish thing, a Spain. Spanish thing that they have 12 grapes that you have to eat and it's something about each month and anyway it was really it hmm. was it was lovely and then you talk about again you know what you would like or the blessings that you have or wishes for the coming year and um yeah I think it, that was a good one too I remember doing that obviously not very well because it was a long time ago but Pete, do you do, do you have family traditions like that, that you incorporate? Uh, no, nothing really. He's thinking. Yeah. yeah. I can hear it. Now we've no, gone, <laughs> That's what yeah. I thought I smelled something. Um, <laughs> no, nothing. I, I would love to do something like that, but we haven't really in the past. I mean, just kind of the normal, you know, m- <laughs> most of ours are uh, food-based, you know, we have... <laughs> specific I think things that's, that people I make think that's and, true. you know we, my grandmother's stuffed mushrooms that we still make Ooh. you know and her stuffing that we had to recreate because she never had any recipes for anything oh, so right. over the years right. we've had to kind of trial and error you know recreate her specific stuffing recipe but it, it's mostly things like that you yeah. know and then of course my dad says something you know heart-wrenching and emotional and everybody tries to not cry at the table before we eat and then Somebody makes an inappropriate joke to break the uh, <laughs> the awkward <laughs> silence, you know. But but it, it revolves mostly around food. Yeah, which is is certainly a tradition that goes way way back for most holidays, and you know, forget Thanksgiving or Christmas, but in any religion and any Native America, I mean, all these things they really do revolve around food which Mm -hmm. is important and so it's nice to pass down those traditions of stuffed mushrooms that sound delicious even this past saturday the muslim student association on campus did a fast for the day on saturday and then there were well over 80 to 100 people come to the west side ballroom muslims and non-muslims and it was amazing because it was about food right and being removed from food and then enjoying the food Mm. after 
Actress you enjoy Sun- it all Sun- that Sun- much more. Well, yes, mm-hmm. and and the meaning behind you know the, the different types of foods, but also why you stay away from it and the health benefits of that, and then you know the issues that come when being away from it, and then the gluttony that happens, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a really interesting dynamic, and no matter what culture, what religion, it is something revolving around mm-hmm. food. And I think when we break bread, it's even at the honors house here on campus, we have a fully active kitchen. And some of the most amazing discussions happen in the kitchen. when Around that. Yeah, they're making food. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so cool. Sometimes I literally just back out of the kitchen. <laughs> I'm going down there and like, okay, I need to be out. Right. <laughs> that's my cue to yes. exit. The- and it's, but that's what's really interesting. I think we, we break bread. And, you know, there is... As you know, Tracy, I read, I love reading newspapers and journals and magazines. I want to see what's out there, who's writing what. And in the Wall Street Journal uh, last month, they had a, an article literally titled How to Become an American. And, and it's basically the article is that an American has nothing to do with blood. Hmm. And it never has. It's, we're the melting pot. Well, yeah. That's and, what we're based on. But I always think about this around the holidays because, you know, the story I told you with Ellie, right, coming into our family and me going into hers, that we all are immigrants mm-hmm. to other families, right? And Absolutely. Then, and then we create a bigger family. And I think, especially during this time of year when so many people are hurting, because, you know, during the holidays, there's also high suicide rates. Oh, it's and the highest it during is. the year, isn't it? And I think people get literally and figuratively left out in the cold. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons Ellie and I started inviting the international students. They had no place to go. And so we wanted to help every Thanksgiving people who had no place to go to celebrate and, and to be a part of a family, mm-hmm. you know, at least for that day. And they can experience um, what it's like. And my boys make placemats for the oh. countries, for the students. And so they... They take them back with them, and we still get pictures uh, on social media from the boys who've done, you know, seven years ago they did a placemat for somebody. It, I think it, when troubles do arise during the holiday, family meal times, because you're sitting around Try the table. Try and put yourself in those other shoes that, yeah. And absolutely that that person is at your table, mm-hmm. you, right? That they're, they're part of your family right mm-hmm. there, right? And to, to let something slide that maybe you wouldn't let slide you're not you're not taking a hit right you're not going down it's just sometimes people say things that they I think don't mean sometimes or it doesn't mean the way it came out right and I I think that we have to be not just more understanding of each other but especially during the holidays more forgiving of each other Mm -hmm. and I I think well the other thing too that I is totally along those lines did you ever notice that families say things to one another that they would never say to a guest? Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, that's it's a double-edged sword that you do feel like you're closer to your family, so you can say some things. But then sometimes I think we need to go back to putting that filter on and say, would I say that to somebody who was a guest at my table? And would I pick this fight with them or would I criticize them? You wouldn't. You, no. you don't do that to people, strangers or, or guests. You, I think you know? it's basic civility. Yes. Basic respect. Exactly. Right? And dignity. And you can still, yeah, with families, I, I think they sometimes remove that, that screen. That filter. Right? Of civility, mm-hmm. respect, and dignity. And everybody needs that. And, and sometimes during the holidays, things pop up for people that they're hurting inside mm-hmm. and one little and it comes out yeah or someone's quiet and someone you know gives them a backhanded compliment of someone it's that last straw that broke the camel's back instead of you know instead of doing that you can go over to somebody and just sit and talk with them right mm-hmm. and and offer them to get something I, I can't I remember one Thanksgiving that someone was going through a hard time and another person simply went over and said you know can I get a uh, another cup of coffee for you and the person just started crying because mm-hmm. they felt wanted. Yes, it was that someone took care of them for, mm-hmm. and it was just that one thing, and it led to this wild, deep discussion. Uh, and it was just someone being kind to someone else in the family. Yeah. Right. And it also, we've talked about this so many times. 
it helps you. I mean, it's not about you, but you feel better when Without you can help somebody like that. We used to go to a soup kitchen um, with my kids when they were little, and it's some of the best holidays that we've had doing that and memories of of getting out of our own comfort zone and same kind of thing at Christmas um, delivering packages to kids that you know maybe would not have any presents that year and you know when again we are so blessed to have so much and when you can get out of your own little bubble here and say you know what not everybody lives like that and so let's let's try and share that memory or that whatever it is that if you can that probably means so much more to that child but I'll tell you my kids learned from that it meant a lot to them too and so if we can try and get out of our little comfort zone not to say that we shouldn't have that I mean that's important yep, too it is you know, to sit around the table at Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it is and enjoy those moments, but to also remember those that are less fortunate and if you can, give them some kind of an olive branch or whatever or soup kitchens or, you know, food banks, that kind of thing. They're really hurting at this time of year. Yeah, they are. So it's important to to do that. But So I want to hear about this article. When well, there's you, a bu- yeah, there's a bunch of them, and one of them is in today's uh, uh, paper. It's uh, kind of this new personality test that, that's coming out, and I thought it's pretty appropriate for the holidays, right, when all the different personalities <laughs> are coming when together. When Uncle George, you're like running to the other end of the table because you're like, no, 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 I don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that again, yeah. <laughs> and, and it literally breaks it down and in this podcast we've been doing a lot of uh, neuroscience right we not a lot but we've been bringing in aspects of neuroscience to show the power of compassion and this personality p- test is basically wheeled it's centered around uh, neuroscience and some neurochemicals and the um dr fisher is the person's name who has come up with uh, uh this uh personality test it's called the fisher temperament inventory and it's a temperament pr- inventory. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any temperament? <laughs> well, and that's that. where are you lacking? Check back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what's really interesting, it breaks it down by kind of neurochemicals, and that there are basically four categories, but not really buckets. If you stay with okay. me, right? So mm-hmm. that you can be a blend of the different categories. And, and I would think most people are. They Generally, are. they're probably you're not like a hundred percent right, but one, you're right? you tend to be on the spectrum More of one yeah. way or the other, right? And then so you have basically um, yeah. What are the what dopamine are the, and serotonin um, mm-hmm. a, a group? A dopamine person, and I'm just literally reading this right now. People who are high on dopamine skilled. Uh, tend to be curious, creative, spontaneous, energetic, restless, enthusiastic, enthusiastic, compulsive, and mentally flexible. They are the explorers and risk takers. And then you got serotonin, the serotonin type. So that's dopamine, mm-hmm. right? And dopamine is that high reward. The level. high, thing, right, right, right. Serotonin is that Makes calming sense. neurotransmitter. And this is how they describe people who are in the. They're s- walking around se- asleep, well, sleepwalking, or what? They are more sociable and oh. eager to belong. They're quite traditional in their values and less inclined towards exploration these are the builders and guardians they're calm cautious controlled like to make plans persistent concrete thinkers detail-oriented structured fact-oriented and loyal right so those are the serotonin then so i group those kind of two on opposites if you Mm -hmm. will right you got the dopamine the serotonin and then the other two are kind of uh, on a spectrum as well on their own spectrum and and they are um estrogen and testosterone Right, mm. estrogen is usually linked with the uh, female side, testosterone with the male side, and so this is the uh, people who are, you know, focused or have um, expressive on the estrogen uh, system. They tend to be intuitive, introspective, holistic, imaginative, trusting, empathetic, and contextual. Long-term thinkers. They are sensitive to people's feelings and typ- typically have good verbal and social skills. Then you have testosterone. They are tough-minded, direct, decisive, skeptical 
competitive, emotionally contained, inventive, experimental, exacting, analytical, and assertive. They tend to be good at rule-based systems, engineering, computers, mechanics, math, and music. They are rank. They are the rank-oriented directors. So you know, if you look at it, you have estrogen and testosterone on one spectrum. I think um, dopamine and serotonin on another spectrum. But then you kind of we're all a blend mm-hmm. right and what do you it's kind of like mixing colors when you mix <laughs> colors together right you get different colors right and so yeah i i, I they so where do you think you fall on oh boy um i i definitely i think i'm on the the dopamine dopamine for um, sure side and you know even though i had the military experience I'm on the, I think I'm like perfectly balanced between estrogen and testosterone because I wouldn't put myself on the testosterone uh, side, but a lot of my experience has been You've on, had to is on kind of right, do that. In the military mm-hmm. and in football and a whole bunch of other areas where it's rule based system. But when it comes to you know the holistic um, trusting all my work, everything I, I believe in, right, and even someone who um, really you know, cared about me when I was growing up, that person said that I was too trusting of other people and mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm going to get burned more than I'm going to happen. And I totally disagree. And even in my experience as a counterintelligence agent, trusting helped me more. Yeah, I did get burned a couple of times, without a doubt. But I've got so many more higher deeper <laughs> all types of symptoms that you can imagine in terms of um really just full-on like high um by trusting others and them coming through mm-hmm. um it, it it's worked out more beneficial i think to a bunch of us than non-trusting and i've seen the people who are non-trusting so that i would say um if anything move towards that estrogen Mm-hmm. Uh, side of it, like a a, a dopamine uh, estrogen, but I, I think I'm like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. On that, that makes sense. On that I can see that. What about you? Um, you know, Pete, we're coming at you, big guy. I know. So All be right, thinking so get about ready. It, Pete. Yeah. Uh, we seem to have lost some uh, connection. With- <laughs> <laughs> and none of that, none of those engineering tricks, right? Yeah, right. yeah the testosterone side going. Can you hear me now? Can you yeah. hear me now? Right, so where, where are you, Tracy? Um, I would say probably mm, between the dopamine and serotonin. Oh. Um, and I would, this is going to sound like really lame, but I would say kind of between the testosterone and uh, the female part. I, I don't, and estrogen. I don't, yeah. hmm. That sounds like a really weak answer, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, it does. Like, it does. <laughs> it really does. I would say, read testosterone again. Okay, so these are uh, people that are tough-minded, direct, decisive, skeptical, competitive, um, emotionally contained, inventive. No, you're not testosterone. I skeptical, would think a little bit. Not skeptical, no. Decisive? Just look at your answer. <laughs> Okay. Touche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I would put you more on the, uh, just knowing you the way I do. Okay. Right. And, and looking at these, right. Especially the decisive part, right. Cause you chose both. Yeah. Middle. I'm really, I, yeah, uh, I do waffle. I would, I, I, Cause I, you know, when I look at estrogen, you are empathetic. You get into it. I can see when we're interviewing people, sometimes their answers, Unfortunately, not all of our guests are in studio with us, but I am always, except for one one episode, I think, I, I'm with you and I can see you, your eyes water up mm-hmm. when someone gives an answer and, and it, I can tell you're emotionally connected and it's one of the beautiful things about you and working with you that, you know, what you get is truly Tracy and, and I think, you know, there's not enough of that in the workplace. Oh, I and definitely wear my heart on my sleeve. You do. And that's yeah. where I... To I, a fault sometimes, but... You know what? I'll eh, take that fault. It is what it I'll is. I'll take that fault. You know? Right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's... I think you're also a contextually long-term thinker. I think you kind of see things out. And when we're... You know, and people, this is... That don't know us behind the scenes, right? You're, you're the one planning out and who we're getting as guests, right? That you've, you've got it 
you, you're trying to find out a system of, okay, where are we going to go next? And I love that. It's, it's you know, I, I'd put you in that, that, that estrogen side. Okay. Yeah. I, but there are times, though, that oh. I'm, like, very, you know, just almost cutthroat. And that, and that bothers me sometimes that I do that. I'm like, oh, forget it. That's it, you know. I have no patience for that, you know. But I think so, that's all of us. Well, that, yes. You know, I think we all, we all have to figure out our way through that. I don't think, you know, no one's a saint. No, that's right? true. And but so, I always say I would be like a terrible nurse. Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> oh, nursing is a calling. Oh, nursing is definitely calling. I would have calling. like hey, no but, patience. Speaking of calling, though, we can't let I know. Pete, Pete out of this. we're going <laughs> to yeah. get no, off. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to try to wrap this up. But no, no, no. Pete, where are you on this? I, I think I'd probably be more on the serotonin side and more on the estrogen side. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, just, I, I don't have that, that, yeah. that I mean, high-powered, you know, high-octane thing, and I don't. I'm flexible and... Uh, you know, accepting kind of to a fault. So, you know, I'm so tempted to bring this out <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I think right? we should all make copies of that. Bring you, it up at the more table. More than welcome to. And I know which one Scott would be, though. I, I don't even have to ask him. He's definitely testosterone and uh, <laughs> dopamine. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and he left the room so we can say whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. No, not that Scott. I'm Oh, you're Scott. Scott. I'm not. <laughs> No, my well, he's not guy. here either, so we can talk about him. Yeah, we can. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't know, Scott, the other Scott. You but, know, you know, and the reason um, our whole ass engineers, full <laughs> ass. <laughs> well, and this always interests me, not just because of neuroscience, and, and as you guys know, both dopamine and serotonin play a key role in thinking compassionately. But I, I look at our broader society, and and. When I brought up the other article about, you know, what is it? How do you become American? What does it mean to be American? Yeah, sorry. We kind of blew past that. But it goes back to this. It goes back to, believe it or not, trusting in each other. Because we are different ethnicities, different religions. We come from different backgrounds. And the trust has dropped. Mm -hmm. And when we, as Americans drop our trust we're dropping our strength and you know when we're sitting around the thanksgiving table and it doesn't seem like we're uh you know there's issues going on or sometimes not just issues but they turn into volumes right yeah. right that or the undercurrents <laughs> that you can feel but yeah. nobody's really addressing right, that, them that mm-hmm. you know we need to build that back up as a country mm-hmm. and as communities and i, I think once we we, we move in that direction, everything gets stronger. Everything gets better. And we, we're dividing ourselves, and we're dividing ourselves even more. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's one of the reasons I, when the students came to me in the Muslim Student Association to be their advisor, I jumped at it. Because I did not know too much about the Islamic culture and, and what mm-hmm. it mean, means to be a Muslim. And so it, it's a chance for me to learn from my students now. And I love that. I, I, I don't think we do that enough. I, I know I don't do it enough. And I, it, it was a chance for me to like, all right, now I, I'm, I'm the student. I'm the student. Yeah. yeah. And so they're, they're teaching me, even though I'm their advisor, right? There's <laughs> this weird paradox. They're, they're guiding me through what it means. And it, it's, there's so many similarities between all of us. And leaders, when they want power, they seek for division because when you divide people, you can control. Cut them down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you control mm-hmm. them. And colonialists did this all the time. The Soviets did this throughout Eastern Europe. The, the colonists in Africa did it, right? You divide people and you even make up divisions. And that's what the, the, um, the Hutus and the Tutsis, that was totally made up. That was not any African ethnic religion that was made up by the colonizers to divide the people mm. um we know that <laughs> they, they admitted it it unity built strength in people and divisions no matter where they come from that that's what weakens people and i i, I want us to be stronger and in this holiday season you know when there's so much craziness going on and untrust you know you can't trust this media you can't trust that 
that's insane. Mm-hmm. I think that everything thing should have like a little bubble, right? And where you got that? Where you got the information from? So whenever somebody <laughs> in the news is saying something, I got this from Big Bob's website, or I got this from NOAA, right? From a scientific um, uh, agency. I, I, I am. I, I get so worried about the future, immediate future, and not just the long-term future of where we're going. And it's right in our hands. And, and I, it's one of the reasons I wrote the book, Compassion Achiever. I, I think we all have all the tools right in front of us. We just forgot them. We don't see them anymore. Well, I think, and obviously, you know, I'm pro-technology. I mean, that's what this podcast is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's out there on the internet. And, but I think that technology has really divided people as well. Even though they say, like, on Facebook, you know, you're connecting with so many more people, but are you really connecting with them? Is it them? an echo chamber? Are you just going exactly. to the people who think like you? And right. and how do you really, um, what do I want to say? How do you really connect with them? How many times, and it kills me, when I go to a restaurant and I see people sitting on their phones and they're not talking. They're, they, but they say, you know, they're communicating. They're really not. I mean, there's so many different forms of communication, but I think we're really losing a very important part of it, that interpersonal, those interpersonal skills by being on our technology so much. And I'm I'm the first one to say, hey, I do it too. You know, I'm on yeah. my phone a lot, but I do know that there are times when you have to just put it away. and And I think... I, I like that I see families doing that more, saying, you know, no technology at the table. And, oh, yeah. You, you know, you can't. But but there's a lot of families that don't, or they just don't sit down at a table mm-hmm. and are all just, you know, saying, well, we're too busy, you know, little Johnny's got to, you know, be off to this sport and doing all these things, which I understand that too. Families get very busy, but then you have to carve out that time to sit down and and have meals together or even if it's only breakfast or whatever it is make time to actually be together not calling each other not texting each other but talk to one another yes and i think you know our society so going back to that divisiveness that um i think technology can do that even though it's supposed to bring everybody together it's kind of a double-edged sword. No, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling listening to you right now because I had my own social-emotional learning instructor, my grandmother, mm. right? That she made me learn how to be aware of others, right? She, she was that type that if I forgot to do something that I should have done when I was like five, six years old, I get that hit in the back of the head, right? <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. And I know immediately. Like she doesn't even have to use words. I know immediately what I'm supposed to be doing. And we have, we're, I see parents, I see you know, adults who are taking care of, you know, not parents who are taking care of kids, they're on their phones. Mm-hmm. They're not even looking at their kids. Mm-hmm. They're not even, you know. Engaging mind. with them. No, right. And, and I've seen people walk dogs, walk into light poles. <laughs> Because they're on their, <laughs> their they're on their phone, and they bam right in, and it, it's like, wait a minute, don't you? Stop? And then they don't put away the phone; they just walk around and <laughs> you on their phone. Like, wouldn't you put away your phone? But no, and, and this is the that's the part where I think we need to connect. And you know, we were talking, uh, and we've talked about this before with Scarlett Lewis, and I'm a part of the Jesse Lewis Choose Love movement social emotional learning mm-hmm. and there's a lot of social emotional learning programs out there and i think in the rest part of the season we're going to be bringing in i was just going to say yeah we're going to be bringing bring in some in of that we're also bringing in some religious leaders mm-hmm. right and i connected with an imam that wants to be on the podcast oh, so we're going to have a, a, a really amazing speaker on uh islamic culture and, and what it means to be a muslim um talking about compassion and compassion is a big big part of the quran um, it's all over. Do you have to? Anyways, it's going to be a fun season about how we implement this in all aspects of society, from education to religion to business, um, about weaving compassion into into workplace, but also that social emotional understanding and awareness that mm-hmm. that I think we let slipped. 
Mm-hmm. Well, big time. Let's look. So especially around the holidays, we want to uh, we want to uh, make sure that you try. And I'm speaking to myself here. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm singing my own choir. I'm listening. It's like, but we we need to do that. We need to. And you know, I have some people not within the seven, or maybe they could be. Um, that I need to be more compassionate towards. And I'm, I'm thinking this through myself. That So it's going to be my mission to do that and to be understanding and to celebrate their differences, not, you know, and try and find the common goals and, and common threads that are there. Well, you know what I'm really interested in? And I know we're, we're going to be wrapping up, but no. also how people see, not just me, but other people through these four categories mm-hmm. like what mixture they they see others because I think when you hear what other people and how other people see you it helps inform you as long as you can see it as not a, a hit on you in some way shape or form right it helps you well I don't think understand. any of these are really negative no I don't right? think they are but I, mean, I think some people would take it that yes. way yes yes and so, you know, it's, it's, I would throw myself out on the barbecue first, right? And, <laughs> and do what we did. And like, here, you know, what do you think? And, yeah. and see, and, and let people have fun with that and laugh at you. And For laugh sure. With, with you. Or, or have start the discussion. Yes. You know, okay, maybe I thought I was more testosterone. And you're saying, no, I don't think you are. And then made me think, well, maybe I'm not. But so does it talk about what? Like what groups go well with yes. one another, and who matches who up matches with who? Who matches who? Yeah, but we'll generally... save that for another show. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Or after the holidays, after we, could, the... We, could, <laughs> we can go we back and say scientific experiment. Yeah. And if right? Pete doesn't come back, we know what happened. <laughs> exactly. One of the two places where he has a half hour to get to get in between. Um, but, but yeah, it does. It goes into that. Yeah, it goes into who's compatible. with Yeah, that who. would be good. I'd and, like to dive and into how that some more. people. Right, because I don't know. I I was I grew up and I heard the saying, "Oh, opposites attract." Well, this shows you that sometimes when you're one type of person, you're attracted to the same type of person, mm. right? Not to the opposite. So that's where some people are attracted generally. to the opposite, mm-hmm. right? So there's this really cool dynamic, and that I I buy into more. I can see that more because we're all so different. How can everyone's opposite? You can't be attracted to the complete opposite. No way. Right. No. For me, that just didn't make no, sense. No, I agree with that. But, that. you know, growing up, I'm not going to lie. We talked about oh, this before. Oh, opposites attract. But, you yeah. know, this was the problem. In, <laughs> we talked about this, that why, at least growing up for me in my anecdotal area, that the girls like the bad boys. Oh, right? they do. They didn't yeah. like, you mm-hmm. know, if you held the door open. Mm-hmm. It was, you, you were considered two gentlemen. And mm-hmm. we talked about that before. And the I never. Too nice thing. I never, mm-hmm. yeah. How could you be too nice? Like, that <laughs> freaks me out. I just, like Pete, and I hope our, some people know, Pete is one of the nicest people, yes. I, I sincere, oh, that I know. And, you know, if you're going to say He's something. He's blushing too, right yeah. now. We can't see him, but I think but, he is. You know, when someone says too nice, someone like Pete comes to mind. Like, no mm-hmm. way. How can you be too Pete? Right? right. There's, there's no way. There's, and to me, that just doesn't make any sense. I don't get that. It's a girl thing, though. I'm just going to throw it out there. It is. I think it is a girl thing. Did you, you ever and I hear? Went silent. Did, I know. <laughs> They're like, yes, what? <laughs> but did you ever hear a guy saying a girl is too nice? No. No. You never really hear that. I mean, you know, the they's, <laughs> those other people. Yeah, I think it's a girl thing. There is something. Very attractive to that bad boy thing. Just saying. But it always leads to trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes, generally speaking, that's true. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Pete? No, I said this is very eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's going to now start being really mean to me. <laughs> be like, I'll show you my bad boy side. <laughs> Pete will hold the door open for me. But yeah, right. Sorry, Tracy. <laughs> exactly. Slam it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I think that there is something to be said about the nice guys, too. They do not finish last. I really don't believe that. Nice guys do not finish last. In fact, generally, I think they finish first. But are you going for that long-term 
thing with a nice guy or are you just looking for a thrill with a bad boy? See, I think you can have the long term and the freaking thrill. I think I think you well, can rock both. I don't think it's an yeah. either or choice. I, I would I, go with that. And I think people in society generally has set it up as an either or mm-hmm. when it's really not. And and I think that, you know, when the bad boys they they have this superficial rebellion. I see it as a superficial rebellion. They're afraid to do anything else. They're comfortable in their own little freaking zone. Right. But you ask them to go somewhere. You ask them to get out of that, break it. And I've seen it. And it's they, they go, can't do it. They can't. And so I, I think the thrill is all very superficial. And, and short-lived. And short-lived. You can't live on a, a thrill your entire life. Yeah, and, you can't. But, and, and that's, you know, when you're... And, you know, I consider Pete a friend, not just a, a co-worker. And it's just, it's never the same. You, you see us, you, you're, part of the, you're part of the team now. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's so much fun. You don't know what's going to happen next, right? And, but it's in a healthy way. And that is the thrill. Yeah, it's That's in a constructive a way. Yes. Right? It's, it's, and that, sure. that, I think, it's a thrill that builds people up. It's not, not a thrill tears that, them yeah, down. Yeah, and I, and I think that when I, when I look to who I want to hang with, I look to people who are like, to be honest with you, like you and Pete and, and Scott, who look to build things. Right. Who look, and that's what they're, that's what they're going for. And, and that's who I like to spend my Thanksgiving with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Christmas. But and sometimes holiday. you can't choose your family. No, no, Just saying. But, you know. But we it, can look for those good things in them. And one of our friends gave us a magnet that's up on the side of our refrigerator that says, friends of the family, you choose. Yes. Right. And we, we have that. And I hope that everyone's families also become the friends that they choose. And I don't think we think of that enough. But very I, true. Well, I think we should, you know, if nothing else, wish everybody a very happy holiday. Yes. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, all the Kwanzaa. Yeah. Happy all, holidays all, to everyone. All, all of the above. I know. And we look forward to hearing from you. um, On the comments. On the comments section, Twitter, the Compassion Achiever podcast on on, on Twitter. Uh, Go to CompassionAchiever.com. And feel free to rate us. Oh, yeah. That would be helpful, too. Only the good ones, of course. And we'll have more no, guests throughout, throughout the holidays. <laughs> we, like, we like them all. We like, we them, like all. them all. We like feedback. Yes. yes we and, do like feedback. And we hope that we can get some of you on here. And, and we're lining up some great guests for throughout the holidays, but then also yeah. after. And if you feel like you have a great story that you want to share, oh, we'd love idea. to hear from you. That's a great idea, Tracy. Yeah. So please just uh, reach out. Be good. All right. And be sure and find us, WCSU Media. So, hope you have an awesome, awesome Thanksgiving. And we hope that during the holidays, you unleash the compassion achiever within you so that you can unlock success. And whatever that means, cooking a meal, having a good time with friends and family. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks, guys.